Oswald Church, this has been a rather long week. I don't know about you, but it seems like these last couple of weeks have felt like almost a year has gone by. And so I actually give thanks to God for our readings this morning. Two of my favorites, one being from Ezekiel and the other being the raising of Lazarus. And I don't know how much Jesus you need this morning, but the good news is, is that from our readings, we basically get Jesus as fire hose into our ears and into our hearts. We have the story of Ezekiel and the dry bones, where Ezekiel, after 36 chapters of being chosen by God as a prophet, being of his priestly age, dwelling in Babylon, dwelling in exile, dwelling in a place in which it has been 70 years or so since the people of Israel have been taken out of their promised land, out of the land that was given to them, that they could hold in their hands and say, God is with me because I have this. And he gets called on to preach. And he uses all sorts of weird object lessons. Most of them, if I tried them in church, would probably get me fired. But he comes to us now, brought by the Spirit into this valley. And what does he see in this valley? But he sees all these dry bones. These are, these are bones of people long dead, a whole army long since dead. They have been weathered by the wind and the sun and the sand, and there is no hope. Let us jump forward to Lazarus. We have Jesus hearing that Lazarus is sick, and he decides to wait. Why does he wait? That he might show even more of his glory and more of his power, specifically his power over death. We come to find out as he returns that Lazarus had been dead four days in the tomb. He would have stunk. That is what our King James Version says. He stinketh. There would have been no hope for reviving him. No hope that he was just sleeping. Both the bones and Lazarus are these representatives of us. They represent us right now. Many of us are tired. Many of us are fearful. Many of us are sitting wondering, where is God in all of this? What is God doing here? We're, we're voicing the words of Mary and Martha. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. And yet, God speaks to you this morning from his word, from the prophet Ezekiel, and from the words of Christ himself to bring resurrection and life to you. Because what we are witnessing in our world today is a fear of our mortality. A fear that we are mortal. And that we will die. Mm -hmm. And that things that we cannot see are coming. Things that we cannot really avoid viruses and other things have always been around. And now there's this one that's getting the most publicity, has, has the best agent to be able to make sure that the marketing is just perfect, that everyone knows about this pandemic so that we are on our toes trying to figure out what is going on. 
And yet God comes to us. And he first asks of Ezekiel, can these bones live? And at least Ezekiel is smart enough to say, only you know, God. And then we have Jesus asking Martha, do you believe that your brother will rise again? And she says, oh, I believe that on the last day he will. And Jesus has to say, no. I'm the walking last day. I'm the walking resurrection and the life. I am those things. The one who believes in me, though they die, yet shall they live, he says. And so we have God do a wonder in front of Ezekiel as a message to the people of Israel who had been wasting away for 70 years, feeling abandoned, feeling alone. And we have God put sinews on them, put flesh on them as as. Ezekiel preaches. He speaks a word to those bones and they come alive. He's asked to preach to the breath, to the wind, to the spirit. And it comes and it fills the lungs of those long dead men and women and they rise up, realizing that that is the work that God is going to be doing in his people of Israel. But also a forecast of what it is that Christ was to do when he comes. And that is what we have Christ doing here in John 11. When all else had failed, all had wept, even Christ himself, over the death of this man. In some ways, he weeps over a lack of faith on the part of the people. And yet then he comes and he says, Lazarus, arise. That is our hope, church. That should be where our faith's desire should hinge completely on those words of Christ this morning to you. That in the midst of all of this uncertainty, all of this anxiety, all of this fear, Christ takes that from you now and he speaks to you, arise, live in me. That is the good news for you today, church. As we stand apart and yet gather together in his word gather together in worship that we might know for certain that Christ is working even now. That even in the midst of fear and tragedy and pain, Christ comes to bring life that you might have it abundantly. Thanks be to God. Amen.